Welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator Podcast. Today, I'm really excited about this episode. I'm interviewing Tamber Belshaw. She is the CEO of Belco Virtual Solutions, and they are a virtual agency for course creators. They, In fact, they specifically offer support for Kajabi users, and they do some other things too, but one of their biggest niches is in Kajabi. And we just had a great conversation. She is so smart. She sees so many course creators and their setups and their journeys and what they struggle with. I just knew this was going to be a great conversation, and it was. So we hit on some of like the biggest issues that new course creators face. Uh, we talked about how to really free up some of your headspace as a course creator by outsourcing other tasks and... It was, it was just really beneficial, not only for me, but I know it's going to be beneficial for many of you too who are in that space of growing and building your revenue streams and you're running out of time. And so, like I said, Tambor is a wealth of knowledge and we get into some great, great content. So she also has a mini course called the Lead Magnet Crash Course that She's giving away completely free. Uh, there is a link down in the show notes, so be sure to grab that. I've checked it out myself. Really great resource for just guiding you through that process. If you feel like your lead magnet is somewhere you're struggling with or you want to make it a little bit stronger. Okay, let's dive into the show with Tamber Belshaw. <laughs> Have you launched an amazing online course, but you're completely lost on how to scale? Welcome to the Online Course Elevator Podcast, where we explore the strategies for taking online courses to seven figures and higher. I'm your host, Joshua Lyon. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Course Elevator podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm really excited to have her on. She runs a virtual assistant agency for course creators, specifically on Kajabi. Uh, she seems to be a real rock star in this space, and I'm excited to talk more about Kajabi and course creation and how course creators can empower their businesses with people like her. So welcome to the show, Tamber Belshaw. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, I feel like I could eat, breathe, and sleep talking course creation, um, which is just awesome. So excited to chat with you and dive in. Yeah, that's, you know, Tamber, that's kind of why I started this podcast in the first place, because I tried the whole YouTube thing. I tried just making micro content. And I was like, you know, I just want to talk to people about course creation and, and, and business operations and all of that kind of stuff. I was, I'm just going to do a podcast. It's just so much easier. And then it makes really great content. And it's, to me, it's a lot more relaxed and, and fun to sit here and, and talk back and forth than to try and follow a script. <laughs> So, you know what? That's my favorite part too. So I am an advocate on listening to podcasts when I drive, when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm grocery shopping, I've newly adapted that. And it's so interesting because I feel like it 
starts to feel like a conversation with the audience, which is really the goal of content, right? We want to reach who we're meant to reach and get our word out there. And so I think podcasts have been an excellent marketing stream and it's really excited, exciting to be in the space and see them grow and see so many amazing course creators grow with them. So absolutely. So I'd love to start by just you telling the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this space. Yeah, that's awesome. It's actually a funny story. So I worked in sales and marketing for 10 plus years for a trade receivable management company. And I remember always dealing with CEOs and CFOs of medium, small to medium sized businesses and thinking, I want to be a CEO someday. Like in my young 20 year old brain, I knew I wanted to tell people what to do and run something, right? <laughs> but like, and to me, that was brick and mortar, right? In my in my head, I just thought brick and mortar and I hadn't really considered the online space, but um right before 2020, I had pivoted from one company to another and I was working from home. It was my first time working remote. I was putting my son on the bus in the morning and I just thought, this is amazing. But I had switched companies and was kind of burnout from the work I was doing and wanted something I was more passionate about that was more about me and I could really excel in. And so I Googled how to make money online and found being a virtual assistant for $30 an hour. And I swear, I just started telling my family and friends I was a virtual assistant. I landed my first client and started to get my feet wet. Um, The pandemic kind of did the opposite for me and put me in an ideal prime position to work in this industry. I quickly realized I had so so many ideas to help coaches and course creators scale their business by having the support that they need. But one person can only do so much. And frankly... I'm a better CEO than I am a virtual assistant, but I had connected with some amazing people. And so I just, I had this thought in June of 2022, put together an agency that would really provide the backend support to help these businesses function and grow, like just client care, calendar management, tech implementation. It's so instrumental and it really takes a village, right? Just like in life, it takes a team. Not one person can do it all. And so I just thought if I could devise a team to help people really grow and scale their business, then I could really truly make the impact and continue to offer the the project outline and strategy that I was giving my clients on a larger level. So um, we launched officially with five virtual assistants and no clients in August of 2020 and quickly landed our first client who landed us right in the heart of Kajabi. And I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, it took, obviously, if you're in Kajabi, you know, a little bit of adjustment to learn the back end. But now that I've been in and out of so many systems, it's just absolutely my favorite. So fast forward to today, we're helping hundreds of course creators create sales pages and courses and websites in Kajabi and supporting them on the back end of tech and design and administrative and client support. And um, just really amazing. I couldn't do it without my team. So super exciting. That's, that's really awesome. So I have a couple of questions. How did you go about gathering that first kind of uh, group of five team members? So that's a a great question. I actually went, um, I had invested in a coach and I really wasn't sure how to bridge that gap. Um, And she had the best idea. She's like, we'll form some of the systems and processes and then just go out there and tell people that you want to find quality VA. So my ideal VA was somebody who absolutely loved this work. They wanted to be in the space. They want the flexibility of working from home, but either not they were 
necessarily struggling to land clients, but it just wasn't their forte. They didn't want to put the systems and processes and they don't Mm. want the responsibility of running a business. I knew that there were amazing VAs out there that just wanted to do the work um, and wanted somebody to alleviate that, which is what I love to do is help my clients bridge the gap of where they're looking to go with how and find the people to help implement it. And so I hired my first five VAs and told them they would be in a holding pattern. And then as soon as we got a client, we would get them started. And within six weeks, I had all of them working with their first client and actually hired one myself, Wendy, who's my operations manager. And she started out as a VA for one of my clients and working two hours for me and is now my full-blown VP of operations. So wow, um, that's awesome. Exciting. Yeah. And a few of them are still with me. Okay. So you were really looking for a specific kind of profile of person to, to work for you. And and so you just went out and, and kind of found them. Yeah. And I, you know, I, for me and to have under my company, but more importantly for my clients, right? Because I think when clients come on board, they might want an initial project done. They might want support, but they definitely want longevity. Like you have to learn the tonality. You've got to really understand somebody's business and become a part of it. And so I wanted to make sure that that was going to be a good fit for the client and for the virtual assistant, right? Somebody looking for longevity, somebody not on their path to another venture, you know, not to say Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen, but for the most part, this is what they knew they wanted to do. They wanted to make core relationships with clients and really maintain them and provide for their families. And so I saw this as the perfect way to like marry the two together and do that. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your, your target audience, like who you serve. I know we spoke about a little bit before the show started, but, but you have a very kind of specific, uh, kind of not niche, but, but kind of course creator that you're serving. Absolutely. So I always say that my niche isn't like what they wear in the morning or where they, who they work with. It's really a a certain type of place that you're at in your business, which is you've started to sell your services. Maybe you're offering a one-on-one, you've dabbled in course creation, you've done workshops, you know, you've done some of the light work and you've started marketing, but you're really ready to officially build your entire course in Kajabi specifically and launch it. And so I help a lot of newer course creators who need some guidance. They need the implementation specialist. They've already invested in the strategist. Like they have the strategy, but they need to execute it. And they need somebody to really side by side, walk hand in hand with them to do so. Um, Not only so the work gets done and they don't have to fill you know, the burden of all those tasks, they can have the support that they need, but they also want to understand what's going on in the background. So they're still very much involved in this process for their business. And so I worked with a lot of doctors and coaches, um, money mindset coaches. Um, But really, if you're in a place where you're ready to build your course and you want to make sure you're checking all the boxes, you want the support to do so, and you're really ready to officially build and launch, then that's kind of our niche and where we help out. Okay, great. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of course creators. I mean, we talked about this a little bit who those course creators who, who jump in they're they're kind of painted a picture of this is going to be easy. I'm just going to go build this thing. I know about it. I'm going to go, uh, you know, write this course and record it. And I'm going to spend all this time doing it, but then it's just going to sell like wildfire. I'm just going to put it up on the site and people are going to buy it. And so I think it's great that you can come in behind them and support them and show them actually how to set up, you know, those, that little nitty gritty, the technical things, because, yeah, they just don't expect there to actually be all these business operations and and technical things that they have to do on the back end to make this work, you know, Absolutely. and it becomes so overwhelming. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think that's often what happens, right? Because we've we've invested all this time into building this amazing structure and we've worked with clients and we've started marketing. We're doing the social media and we're answering the emails and we're networking. And we're like doing all these things. Then we invest, you know, a lot of times people invest thousands of dollars into a strategist. They get this amazing strategy. They're seeing, they're seeing the strategy work for other people around them. Maybe they've been involved in a funnel themselves or they've had other course creators side by side that have been successful, but nobody's really breaking down the project specs to implement that on the back end. And you get in there and it feels really overwhelming and things aren't connecting and you're not quite sure, even sometimes the simplest things of how they lead to the result. And so something that I'm really honing in on this year as well, really educating my clients and in all of our content that's going out to the world is like, you can have all the strategy, but there's this whole implementation process that you invest time or money or whatever that looks like, whether you hire somebody or you do it yourself, there is a process. It is a lot. It's okay to say it's a lot. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And that's what we're going to figure out together. Um, whether that's, you know, you hiring us for a specific part or us doing the whole thing for you, we're going to really walk hand in hand because I do agree with you. It's painted, right? Like, oh, just perfect. You've proven it one-to-one put it on a course, you'll be rich in the Bahamas somewhere, drinking a drink and thousands of dollars are chinging in your PayPal account, right? But there's so much that goes into the setup of it, so much that goes into the marketing and then really in testing the funnels and workflows, right? And mm-hmm. so a lot of people come to me like, so what is a funnel? <laughs> right? And they <laughs> in all this information and they're like, but this is just like a sales page, checkout page and a process from how they get from my freebies to my sales page. And it's like, yep, and that's a funnel. But it's just not that easily defined. And so I think, you know, talking about it, having episodes like this, like all of that's so important so we can all realize what goes into it and help build each other up to get there. So whether that's done for you or you're doing it on your own, you know, it's a lot and it's exciting and it's a part of the process. And I'm sure you will be on that beach somewhere, you know, working right. in uh, while you're while you're working down the line, right? But um, getting it set up is just totally the first step on the way to that dream. So, yeah. And I think part of getting to that beach, you know, that mountaintop where whatever success is to you is being able to hire out these tasks that you as the course creator don't need to be doing because generally you've got all the knowledge, you've got all the expertise in that. You need to be the face of the business. You need to be speaking. You need to be worrying about how the content's delivered and how your your students are enjoying it and that kind of thing. You know, you don't necessarily need to be answering every email or doing customer service or like you said, setting up a funnel and testing it. Um, it, it takes experience in that to, to get all of that done. Would you say that a lot of your course creators who come to you have already started selling or are more of them brand new to the course creation space and don't know where to start? Um, I would, I would say they've started selling. So they've like started considering selling. They've put offers out there, but they haven't necessarily had a ton of success. And a lot Mm -hmm. of that has to do with just getting to the point where at some point you do have to have that workflow and funnel built out. So your customers are having a good experience. And so you feel comfortable really promoting it. And like a lot of times they'll be doing so much work networking, but then it's like, oh, okay, well, like, how do we find you? Where do we find you? Right. And it's like, we can go on my Instagram, but so much is lost in translation when we're just like looking at your social media. I mean, how many accounts do you scroll by and you don't take any action to really engage with them? And I'm a firm believer in like have a social presence, but have an audience that's off of your social media channels, like in your email, somewhere that's creating that, connection with them because that's what this is all about, right? Just finding connection. And that's why there can be 9 million of us doing the same thing, but we all can be successful because we can reach those clients. And that's the first step. And that's where your 
opt-in funnel, right? Your freebies, all of those things mm-hmm. come into play and they're involved in social media. Like the link and bio feels like something so simple. But when you think about that, when you go on somebody's link and bio and their social media channel to continue to work with them and you click, that's part of the funnel, right? And then you go to their next thing, you enter your email, that's part of the funnel. And then there's all these things that happen on the back end. So for somebody to be marketing, selling, having the conversation, supporting their clients, and then doing everything that connects to every click, you can even considering the customer service emails and the forgotten passwords and all those things, like it's just too much to expect for one person. Yeah. Um, and it's doable, you know, I mean, you can definitely take messy action and get going, but I think everybody reaches a point where they recognize they need a certain level of support. And that's really where we come in. Yeah. And I, I love the saying good is better or done is better than perfect, yeah. but at some point you have to start working towards perfect. You know, you have to, you have to say, okay, well, it's, it's done and I'm, it works, but now I've got to start improving it. And so I think a lot of people, it's hard, right. To, to think about, okay, how do I actually assess what I'm doing and, and optimize it? How do I look for the gaps? How do I find where people are falling off? Uh, How, how do I know if people are enjoying what I've given them already? you know, and really getting that feedback on, oh, hey, I wish you to talk more about this or, or can you explain that, you know, that really helps you improve your course and everything too, and your funnel. Uh, and, and I just think that's something that not enough people talk about is the whole like optimization and improvement process that you have to go through. Absolutely. I took an amazing workshop by um, an instructional design specialist, Deb Barnes, and she was fantastic. And I I had had this, I had been in this industry for about a year and a half and I had this epiphany in her class because she told us there's what you're going to teach and you think your students are going to walk away with. There's what your students come into your course expecting to learn. And then there's what they really take away, right? And those are the things that we can't predict. Um, The the small pieces and the big pieces that nobody expected when they went into the course, like us and them together, right? And they came out the other side. And so you're so right that we have to constantly be taking in feedback listening, shuffling through the noise. And I think it's so interesting because what you presented is so true is that there's like a marketing strategy. Then there's like the funnel setup and implementation process that we assist with. Then there's almost like part two of your marketing strategy where you go back through it and you're perfecting it and you're using data to analyze and improve it. And that's what you're able to constantly do. So when you're investing in help, you're able to get more of that 30,000 feet bird's eye view, right? Because you're able to step back. And when you take the first step back and you first delegate even just five tasks, um, you get this like space in your brain, right? And that opens up for more creativity. And I think the more people feel that, the more they get going. And that's something I've really experienced with my clients. They come to me, they have really no idea what they want. They want like 60 things. And I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And this is really my role as the agency owner and getting them set up with outsourcing is we're going to, I literally require them to just take the first five things. What are five things that we can take action on for you right now? And I don't care if it's building a, a freebie funnel or creating a graphic. When I take that off their plate, their space and what they think what they're able to create in that little bit of space is so fantastic. And they get to connect to that feeling and feel that sense of relief, which then generates the ability to continue to outsource. Cause I think that's another problem is people are like, yeah, let me give it to them. But then like, what do I give? Right. And how do we like draw that out? So that's a big part of our process here at Belco is helping our clients identify what their strategy is and what pieces we can take on so they can implement and grow and create it to be this business that is totally drawn from their 
zone of genius that's just benefiting their clients and then their clients' clients and their clients' clients. And that's the ripple effect we get to have. So I just think it's so powerful, even just starting with the first five things. So delegating is just such an important process. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a hard thing to teach somebody how to do. They kind of have to see the power in it and go, okay, it's okay that I've given this to this person. You know, it's going to be all right because we've all, we've all paid for services on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that. And it's come back just something we can't even use, or we realize, Oh, I asked them for this. It's not their fault. I asked them for this, but this isn't actually what I need. And so having somebody like a strategist or an agency owner who can say, well, now, why do you want that? What are you trying to achieve? And, and, you know, okay, well, we actually might need something more like this kind of be that like, brainstorming uh, team member with them to, to actually figure that out, I think is really, really important. So when your clients come to you, what would you say is the number one problem that most of them have or the biggest problem that you see? Obviously, it's probably a large problem, like they just need help. They, they don't know about, like we talked about all the nitty gritty, but maybe something like one of those top five that, you know, they, they need your help with. 100%. They have the pieces and they have no idea how to connect them together. Okay. That's, that's it. I mean, so off sometimes it's the complete other end, right? I, somebody's either coming to me, like, I just already know that I'm going to invest in this and you guys just do the whole thing. We, 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 we bought the account. That's it. Go in there, build it out. Right. So there's like, that side of business. Um, then there's a whole nother side of business that it's like, you know, we've spent some time investing on them themselves or whatever that might look like, maybe hiring somebody for a one-time project and it just not coming together. And they have these pieces and they're just missing a few vital pieces. So like, for example, you know, they've got the freebie opt-in, but it's not set up on the back end to where somebody's going to then get the email, go to the thank you page, follow them on socials. Like those are just some small details in a freebie funnel. That's, you know, pretty straightforward. That are, that are missed because they just don't have that connection. So I would say that's probably the number one thing that we help them out with. Um, and then and then on the other side of that is how that leads into their social media plan. So I think the planning piece is also really huge of like, okay, so when I have this thing, like, then what do I do with it, right? And they have that strategy. They do have it from their coach or however they came to us usually by this point. Um, but they just aren't understanding like, almost like physically how it's happening. And so we're able to solve that for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. No. And I can say too, just personally understanding myself, I'm not a social media. I'm not naturally a social media person. Like that is something I'm learning as a solopreneur because when I worked for a course, I had my own team to handle social media. You know, I didn't have to, I, I basically approved everything and I worked on the higher strategy level. And so I wasn't the one having to go take the pictures and write the captions and everything like that and come up with all of the uh, weekly content. And so now it's like, Oh boy, this is a lot, you know? (laughs) So it's a lot to do. Yeah. I think that's it right there. Right. It's like, Oh, okay. So you can tell people to do all sorts of things. You can go on Fiverr and be like, this is what I want. Right. But if you don't understand the function or somebody's not walking hand in hand with you saying, ha, but if you do that, that generates this. So what do you want here to make that functional? Then it does get, it does get really hard and it gets really lost in translation. And you know, something that I'm going to say that maybe would be like, well, if it's not the case that I'm turning away from outsourcing and something that not a lot of service providers are willing to say is 
99% of the time when you start outsourcing, it's a collaboration process. It's not a hands-off process. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important to highlight and something I really try to stress to my clients. Like, are we going to create space for you? Are we going to take this off your plate? Like, absolutely. But when I tell you it's a collaboration process, like there's going to be things that don't even translate how you thought it would, right? You're going to have to collaborate with your outsourcing service provider to get things to where you want hundred percent. So you will have your hands in your business now, 60 or 90 days out by that time we've learned your tonality. We understand your design aesthetic. Like we're really in tune with your brand. And that's where that relationship is paying off tenfold because you might collaborate and work with somebody and show them how to do it. Right. Which takes you as long as it takes to do it right in the, in the first 30 or 60 days as you, as they learn and grow with you. But if you think about 15 million times that you did that in a year, how many times you posted on social media or created the graphic, the amount of time you save that fuels back into either your downtime and rest, which is so important, or your productivity and just knowing that it's done and having this beautiful collaboration and filling in your role as a CEO and really getting that experience everybody's talking about is so crucial. And it starts with how you outsource your first task, just like it starts with making your first post, right? So it's just all of the process. And I think it's much like, you know, we watch kids grow up, whether it's our kids or nieces, whatever that looks like, and you see them going through all these little phases and it's not the same as you and it's not the same as the next person, but essentially you can see the growth, right? And it's the same thing with a business. Like you are curating this from the from the bottom to the top and you get to have freedom and control over what it looks like. And we get to spend time being excited and immersed in that. And so if we can help you do that and keep the tech headaches away, then that's what we're here to do. I like that term tech headaches because <laughs> that is, I mean, that's basically what you get. And I think, I think what you said is really true in that it's fine to understand it, to maybe start it yourself to learn. And, and so that you're not one, so you're not being taken advantage of by by anybody else, and and two, just so you have a well-rounded view of what your business needs, you know. But those things they're going to change regularly. Those social media posts that are that are working the best, the the strategies that you use, those are going to change regularly. And there's so much to be said for being able to have that headspace of being able to step away. Okay, this person is handling this for me. I can focus on the overall business. Um, So yeah, I I definitely think you're right. To add to that too, knowing that you have somebody in your corner and saying, recognizing, you know what, right now in my business and in my offer, I need to pivot. And I can know that I can pivot and I can generate this new offer and I can bring that to somebody like myself and say, this is the end result. What does it look like to get there? And we can map that out for you and figure it out along the way is so powerful, right? Because then we don't end up stuck. We don't end up trying to force the offer to work. We can adapt. And I always, I love the saying, it was, I read Marie Folio's book when I first was starting my business and the term, everything is figure outable is so true. It's the reason I named my business solutions because we can just figure out a solution. That's the number one thing I tell my clients. If you have a what that you want to accomplish, just bring it to me because somehow, some way we will find the solution and we will get to something that you are 100% confident in when you're putting out into the world. And I think having that space and flexibility in your business for yourself, for your relationships with different service providers or coaches or whatever that looks like allows you to be so dynamic and is the true reason why all of these creators are really successful because they've allowed to pivot. They've helped people pivot. And we're all just like in this brand designed to help this industry grow as a whole. And like everything we do leads into that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something I love about this industry too, right now is that 
there's not, it doesn't feel competitive. It does like you have competitors, you have people who are in the same niche as you and that kind of thing, but there's so many opportunities out there and there's so many people wanting to learn. People can take, people can take courses for the same topic or get services for the same thing from so many different providers and learn something new every time and develop every time. And it's just, yeah, I just think it's a really cool landscape right now. It is. It's so adaptable too, because you know, it's so interesting for me. And this is why I tell people, it doesn't matter who's in your industry teach, because when you watch your students go implement what you taught them and you see how that doesn't even translate a hundred percent, that's like so beautiful to me. It's like mm. watching somebody take an action and seeing how they've adapted it themselves right. and success is the real point. And that's why we can all do webinars but webinars land differently. And that's why it's so important to focus on your funnel because it doesn't matter how it lands with your client is even going to look different. Mm -hmm. So put it out there and see who you speak to and then like let energetically the rest take the course. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, something I'm finding with myself is, you know, I don't know if I want to do an auto recorded webinar when I finally launch my product. I may want to do live webinars first. I may want to do live trainings and really get to engage with the audience first and see how that goes before I decide, oh, this is the thing I'm going to put out there as my free, you know, lead magnet. Um, And I I think that's the beauty of getting to do it. Like there's so many different ways that you can go about this space. Uh, It's, it really is something you can, you can base on yourself. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, I've adapted that in such an interesting part of my business. And I'll, I probably could still have an argument with my original coach over doing it this way, because I'm pretty much doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing in this area. But like the way we do our price, our packaging is that we do like pay as you go. You're not locked into a retainer. Like I'm a big believer in the service speaks for itself and mm-hmm. our business has grown because of that. But that flexibility that I employ in my policies so people can come and and do what they need to. Because like somebody at the beginning stages of their course might need 10 tech hours to just connect stuff, right? And somebody else might need a full build or might need monthly support, whatever that looks like on a high retainer. And that looks so different for everybody. So by allowing people to just come in where they're at, get started, they don't have to have some big obligation to a service provider to do it. And they get to take action, feel so flexible for them and is so flexible for me. And we still work, right? We've done over 220 projects. Like we're good to go. And my VAs are taken care of, but that's like so against the norm in my industry. It's so preached to do the other way. But the flexibility streamlines out to so many different people. So it's like, you can just always do it your way. Like your way is important. Your way can be the first time anybody's done it that way, or it can be the same that somebody else did and it's going to still look different. So like you should be always having fun in the seat. Like that's the point you should yeah. always be doing what drives you because that's going to show up in the result too, right? Like whether it's a tech funnel, a social media graphic or a podcast, if you're not being authentic or if you feel it's going, not being uncomfortable because uncomfortable is good, but it goes against what you're in alignment with then it just doesn't make sense anyway. So you might as well just dive in, have fun and do what feels right you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> otherwise you're going to get stuck in something that you're not happy with too. You know, I mean, it's just like a job or something that you might take just because you need to make money. Like you need to make this what you want it to be. And I think it's really about thinking, okay, what is my end result here? Like, do I want to sit on a beach and sip margaritas? I personally don't, but I'd like to take my family to the beach 
uh, four to six times a year, like that would be great. Or maybe even live on the beach, you know, and still work. Um, but you know, you really need to think about that lifestyle that you want to build with this business and make that a kind of a North star for you, uh, just in how you, just in how you set it up and how you operate it, because otherwise you're going to start digging your hole because you feel like you have to do this thing that somebody else has said you had to do. And before you know it, you're, you're buried in all these tasks and things that you didn't need. Uh, but now you're kind of stuck in them. It's really hard to get out. And so. Absolutely. And you have to think that I tell, you know, I've told all of my coaching clients, I do a little bit of coaching too on this, the same thing. It's how many hours a day do you want to work? How, how in your perfect wave, your magic wand, have your perfect life. What does that look like? Right? Because it does look different for everybody. And if you build your business to support something else, when are you going to have the systems and tools that you need to support the life you want? Right. So it can get messy and uncomfortable in the unknown. And I, even myself running a multi six figure agency, have had to work on that. I have had to go to my coach and say, this feels really scary to do, to manage all of this at once. And, you know, she just came back to me with that's great because now you're going to get it and develop all the tools and systems you need to be at that level. If that's the level we're looking to work at, I'm much like you, I don't personally want to be, I mean, I don't mind being on the beach, but I, my goal isn't to be on the beach. My goal is to be out of the weeds as much as I can. So I can help as many people as possible, create real big plans for their business and reach all their customers. Like that's my ultimate goal. I want to run, you know, a multi-million dollar agency that is servicing and helping a thousand coaches and course creators at the end of the day and providing jobs for hundreds of virtual assistants. Like that's my overall goal. So what am I working to do to get there? And how am I building a business to support that? So it doesn't matter what your dream is, as long as you're building it in the background and it does start from the ground zero. So it doesn't have to look like that initially for yourself as you set it up, but you should be setting it up with systems as optimized as possible to do that. And you should be reviewing every single quarter, how you can get a little bit closer. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. So this is actually getting into something I was excited to ask you about, which is obviously you're super busy running this business. And I'm curious how you keep yourself focused and organized and and just any little systems that you use that might help some people listening or even me that we could adopt, you know? So I ask myself this question every day and I wonder by the end of the day, how I stay sane. So my best advice would be to, and this sounds very corny, but this is like when I'm in the midst of a very hectic day, I go back to this, right? Five things you're grateful for. And it's specifically around what you're stressed out about if you can reframe it. Okay. So that's so important. And even to just give an audacious example, let's say you miss a meeting you could just be like, I am so grateful I got the rest when I missed that meeting. And now I have enough energy to empower that client, make it up to them and serve so many more. Like that is like, you can take the epitome of something bad and turn it into a good, like, and be grateful for it in some way. So gratitude, I feel keeps going. Um, More importantly than anything else, you are your business. You've got to take care of you. Like if you do not take care of you, there will be no one to run this business in a way that it's going to work. You are the most important piece of the puzzle and all of the systems are supported by you as the pillar. So make sure you're taking care of yourself and doing things to take care of yourself throughout this process, especially as you grow and scale your business. And then my third piece of advice is outsource it. I am able to do this at such a high level because I have a team. I have two project managers, an operations manager, and 27 VAs. Um, on our administrative side and nine VAs in our creative side. So there's a lot of support there. 
everybody is in their zone of genius and they play their role. So wherever you can lean on support, and that can look different for everybody. It could be in your personal life. It could be in your, you know, obviously in your business, you can bring on a team, you can have one dedicated person, whatever that looks like for you, figure out your village and set it up. That can even be tools and systems like automated chat boxes and different things like that. Um, but those would be like my best pieces of advice. Remain grateful and in touch with your why and in alignment with yourself, take care of yourself and create the team as soon as you can around you to support you. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I I think that we think courses and online business are going to be a solution to allow us to take care of ourselves. And I'm guilty of this. I'm I'm really guilty of this, but we think, oh, well, I'll be able to take care of myself when this thing is running and it's and it, and it's doing what it's supposed to do. I'm getting passive income, but it's like, well, if you don't take care of yourself now, I know when I'm not taking care of myself because I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay on the couch and watch a movie or something like that. And it generally means that I haven't given myself the time and the grace to just relax a little bit. And uh, luckily I have my wife who is really, really good at telling me when I haven't done that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's so true. I love the gratitude thing. I definitely think that's something I would like to implement as well. Yeah. So. I'm a big believer too in pen to paper, like write it down because then you get to process the thought. You get to see it as it like materializes in front of you and you get to look at it. And I think that allows the connection and I it's a constant and balance just looks like constantly like tossing the ball to the other hand so like when people say balance they imagine seeing all these things equally lining up and that's just not what it looks like sometimes we're a little bit more invested in our family life because we know we need to support that and you know but that's probably because we've been so invested in our business and we have to move the pendulum over there but you've got to just recognize that and when you feel chaotic and you feel like everything's all over the place take a minute Take a deep breath and get yourself back in alignment. And most importantly, create the tools. I actually got this from my corporate career. And it's probably one of the best things that somebody's ever told me. And I didn't realize the weight of it until I had my team do it just a couple of months ago, but list out your successful actions. So when you have a really good day and you're you're just like, this was the day, like I killed it. You're like high-fiving your wife on your way home. You're like doing the things, right? What did you do that day? Like, did you stop and get coffee in the morning? Did you take 15 minutes to yourself before you started your day? Did you check your calendar the night before and make a to-do list? You know, these simple little things that we don't recognize are just so supportive to us, write them down. So that way, when you're in the midst and the thick of the craziness, you can say, okay, what have I not done on my successful actions? And what can I implement right now that can help me show up and be empowered where I'm at and continue to move forward and out of the funk. So I think that's so important. Yeah, that is great. That's great too, because I heard somebody say once, plan out the day, like your perfect day, like the day you want to have, and then aim for that. But you know, what you just said is actually looking at the days that you've, you've had that went really well and saying, why did it go well? What is, what is that? How did it make this day? So I really like that. It's that's actually fed by data kind of, you know, and you're, you're choosing, okay, I need to do these things. Um, and then the last thing that you said, implementing the systems and everything. I mean, we talked a little bit about this, but just the fact that course creators really need to be able to to do that. They need to be able to give that system to somebody else. They need to be able, they can be part of creating the system. Uh, They might hire somebody to create the system, you know, in corporate that's called a business analyst and they go in and they just, they say, oh, this is everything that needs to be improved or a project manager. And they go, oh, these are the systems that we need to put in place. 
And we have to allow that to happen in our own course businesses too, especially as we get up to those levels of five figures and six figures and seven figures, you know, those kinds of those size businesses, they, they need operations, they need systems and processes. Uh, and you, you can't expect to be, you can't expect to be the gear in the middle of all of it because then you can't move, you know? And so you're stuck between the gear on your left and the gear on your right. Right. And so when you need to get out and see the whole business, you can't because then it all falls apart. And that goes back to not taking care of yourself because then you can't even step away. So, and that's, and that's the key. And the thing is, is be a part of the, be, be the gear, but then shift out. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. why there's multiple gears in most functioning systems, because it's not just dependent on one person and it never should be. It shouldn't even just be dependent on your VA or service provider. Right. So you've got to, you've got to find a way and in the thick of it, you build what you need to, to sustain and survive. And then as you feel relief, you build around it and you perfect it. And that just goes back to what you were saying about looking at the information and, and improving it and constantly working to reach that perfect model um, to get it where it needs to be. And I think with course creators and people creating businesses online, sometimes it feels a little less tangible at first or depending on what stage you're at in your business, but just like these big corporations and brick and mortar, right? Like, we have to create those functions. And I couldn't just call up the CEO of Amazon and ask him why my order decided to be delayed today, right? So right. like, so how do we create not just so much of the access, but the chain of command and these different systems and processes that lead until they get to us? Because the reason why we can't call the CEO of Amazon is because they're up there making really high-end, important business decisions that are impacting everybody's delivery right throughout the whole country. Mm-hmm. So it, it it becomes important. And I always, I always tell people, okay, so what are we, if we look at this right now, does it serve you? Fantastic. And then if we were to grow your business 10 times your size, how would it serve you then? And how can we set it up to serve you then? And how can we prepare for that? So that way, manifest manifestation wise, and in general, we're building the path that you need regardless to get where you want to go, which at the end of the day is what this is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I want to talk a little bit about your group, All Things Kajabi, because I was just really impressed by it. I thought that was a really cool group, and I joined it as soon as you you mentioned it to me when we were chatting. And so what uh, led you to start that group? I mean, obviously, you're serving course creators who use Kajabi and everything. You know, Tell me a little bit about it and what your goals are for it. So this is such a fun, interesting story. I'm so glad you brought that up. So if we go all the way back to the beginning of our conversation where I brought up my first five VAs, um, I would talk to you about Donna. She is amazing. Um, She is an OBM and um, a productivity specialist. And I will send you info if you want to include it in the show notes for people to check her out because she is fabulous. But she actually was one of my first VAs. She worked for my very first client and her first client was in Kajabi. And she actually built this group. And she has diverted from Kajabi and is now serving business owners on a whole nother level. Um, And she came to me and asked if I wanted to take it over. Um, And I, well, also that just being an amazing opportunity, being in in the groundwork of what we did, I had planned for 2023 for me to really be showing up in content. Like social media was going to be my focus. Um, It's actually hilarious because I run a full digital marketing agency. And if you went on our social media channels, we're, we're changing this, but we're not constantly sharing contact, right? We're like doing the work, not putting it out there, um, which just goes Seems to, to be what happens with agencies a lot, you know? Which by the way, you can, you know, do over 220 projects and grow a multi six-figure business without even having a social media presence. So don't let anybody tell you you can't sell anything anywhere, but definitely, or that Facebook groups are dead, but 
-hmm. Anyways, that was a great opportunity for me. And she brought that to me. And I was like, it's almost as if exactly what I had been preparing for had lined up because I want to be able to go and really put out valuable content and solve people's tech problems. And that doesn't always have to come with a dollar amount, right? There's so many little things. It goes back to this big problem that people have either set up or employed other people to do things. They're not quite sure how they should work. And they need these little tidbits of help to push them forward. And so my focus right now this year and my focus as this year goes on with my All Things Kajabi group is to put as much foundational information about Kajabi in there as possible to create a community and a space where new course creators and course creators can show up and ask questions, specific tech questions and get support and where we can share. Another thing that I'm really passionate about is while I don't want a Facebook group full of people soliciting, I do find it important that we can share our services and share our landing pages. And there's not a lot of space for that in the industry where you can say, hey, I developed this sales page. Take a look at it. Like, yes, we might get marketing eyes on it, but more importantly, like, do the functions work? Um, I think I recently did a training in there for a gal who had messaged me and she told me her biggest problem with implementation is she was told to build a sales page, but she doesn't understand the components. It was a great opportunity for me to get live in the group to one of the templates that we refer people to and went over each section and how it relates to the copy and how that translates to the design in Kajabi specifically. So I am super excited for that to be a space where I can just show up and serve my audience um, and help them grow their business and then give them an opportunity to see how we work and you know the opportunity to reach out and work with us. But more importantly to get the support that you need because when you are in the weeds and you're at the beginning and you're doing it and you're not ready to invest or you just, it's just not feasible for you yet. I want you to have a place that you can come ask questions and get that support. So that's where we're really driving for that group. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. Facebook groups aren't dead. I think they're still a very viable tool and you know, it, I think the hard thing is getting them off the ground. That first initial bump of, of membership, you know, and figuring out where you're going to get that and, and just experimenting with where you need to go to find it. Cause you don't want to go to everybody else's Facebook group and, and say, Hey, come join mine. (laughs) So So SEO keywords, right? Because all things Kajabi, like people probably just search the word Kajabi when they're looking for the platform. And I'm sure my group is one of the top things that come up aside the other official Kajabi groups and the other ones out there. So focusing on your group name and making it just like everything else in your copy, talk to the transformation. Like that is so powerful, right? Because I could have put, you know, like course creator solutions, but the transformation is you're going to figure out about all the things about Kajabi, right? So that's that's one big piece of it. Well, I guess the group was already created with the name, but that would be my thought process around it. Right. And then I have an amazing community manager, which is another thing you can outsource if you're looking to really optimize your group and you don't have a ton of time to dive into it. You just want it to be a place where you show up and serve and teach. Um, my community manager, I mean, our engagement is up 18%. Our, we're letting in, you know, 20 to 30 members a day. I mean, it is very active and busy. And I, you know, I think that's a big piece to what we're contributing, the kind of space that we're creating and the work we're doing inside the group and outside of the group to find the right people to come to the group and enjoy that process with us. So. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's great. Well, so Tambor, I got to ask, when do you think you'll ever create, will you ever create your own course or membership or? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. So I have two courses right now. One is a free mini course on creating your first lead magnet. Cause I feel like that's the beginning of the process. Start collecting emails where people get stuck. So if you're looking to build your list, um, I do have a free resource where you can go in. It's a mini course on creating your first lead magnet. 
also it is a lead magnet, right? So you can get right. the full from front and back. Um, and then I also offer a mini course, very attainable. It's $47 and it actually walks you through the process of creating the assets for your first course. Um, there's so many course creation courses out there that are so targeted towards launching and strategy, but right. nobody actually says like, create this checkout page form, add these fields, right? It's the actual process of from an implementation perspective, um, a little bit of a higher level view. But if you wanted to go do something for yourself, you can have access. And I simply created that because if somebody comes to me and they just aren't in a position to invest in outsourcing, I wanted something to offer them to either A, get them started or B, help them begin the setup. Um, and then a membership is coming. So I am creating um, an amazing membership that we're in the process of, and this will be the debut, I guess, of it, um, is Funnel 911, um, the ultimate implementation support system. And it is specifically geared to help course creators who have the strategy but are unsure of how to implement and aren't ready to outsource to come and get the support they need with Monday project planning to implement project plans into your monthly schedules. Um, I know that seems like an obvious thing, but it's definitely something that falls to the bottom of the list, right? A lot of time we're just in the, in the motion. Um, it's also going to support with Q&As and um, co-working sessions so you can dedicate time to get your funnels developed help troubleshoot where you get stuck and have that access to put it out there and then give you exclusive access to our services at a discounted rate. So that'll be launching here in the next 60 days and definitely something to look out for if you're a new course creator who's looking for some support and isn't ready for done for you services. Wow, that's awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that is yeah. really great. And I, I definitely like to check out even just that membership or that um that first course that you yeah. mentioned about Kajabi, because, you know, if you go into Kajabi, like most people would say, oh, I'm going to create my landing page, right? And then they don't realize they actually have to go back multiple steps and create things like, oh, well, you need an offer. You need a form that's going to you know, <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, where do I connect? Where does this connect to? Right. So yes, your landing page is not your first step. You're like all the way, you have to dial it all the way back. And that's exactly what this walks you through. And in this course, it gives you like a specific checklist so you can see what's coming ahead and then you can engulf yourself. So you don't find yourself, wait, am I on step six when I should be on step one and, and feeling, feeling a little overwhelmed by that. So it's very intentionally designed to like hold your hand and walk you through it. So I will have to send that over to you. Very cool. Well, Tamber, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have? Um, you know, no, I will just say, like, if you've been thinking about it, do it. You can just do it. And I think that is huge. And people want to know all the steps to the process. And believe me, they're important. And you will no doubt find yourself figuring them out. But you won't until you get started. So if you've been sitting on an opportunity to develop an online course, there's so much seat at this table, you should definitely join. Make sure you're following this podcast. It sounds like you have a great, great podcast here, Josh. I've listened to a few of your episodes prior to this call. And I'm so glad we connected. I hope I gave some valuable feedback. And I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Tamber. And I think you definitely did. So thank you so much for coming on and hopefully we'll get to chat again sometime. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Here we go. If you enjoyed this track, you can check out the artist Mountaineer on Upbeat. The track title is Check It Out. 